What's up, everybody? Welcome to What the Funcast, episode 59, recorded and released a day late. We're fired. <laughs> we didn't want to September. record on Friday the 13th. It would be bad luck. I know. It was bad luck. <laughs> yes, I agree. The full moon it was just a mega spook. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Too scary to record. Mm-hmm. People that... So, yeah. So there were people out there that are like, I didn't sleep the entire night because of the full moon. And I'm like, hmm. Like it you was know what I did? Too bright? Or... No, because they were, like, scared. What? <laughs> you know what I did? I slept like a rock. Mm-hmm. Ain't moon. no moon is gonna stop me. <laughs> Ain't no moon bright enough. Truly. So. Anyways. Happy day after the Friday the Thirteenth. We made it. Jason did not kill me, so that's Christmas exciting. has finally begun. Shut up! It's still Halloween. Speaking of Friday the Thirteenth, I like. I don't know what happened. By the way, you're Paul. I'm Ahmed. Blah blah blah. Okay. So <laughs> I randomly was thinking about the old NES game Friday the Thirteenth. And how I used to hate that game as a kid because it was so scary. Because you'd walk into any random house and, like, suddenly Jason's there. And he was, like, impossible to beat and he would murder you immediately. So I watched a walkthrough and apparently it's really easy to beat. It, like, takes all of ten minutes. You just have to know a specific strategy. I'm like, who would have ever figured this out? I certainly didn't. Don't you own that game? That's, like, rated one of the worst NES games, I'm pretty sure. It's rated one of the worst video games of all time. (laughs) Like, So I saw it and it was, like... One or two dollars recently, so I bought it. So now I own the worst video game of all time. It's pretty bad, but you can look at this YouTube walkthrough. You have to like collect the torch and then like I don't know, kill a bunch of zombies because there are zombies, of course. I don't know why. And then you like walk into a specific house and then you have to like dodge them at the right times. It's silly. In all reality, like some of the NES games were really sophisticated for their time, and I wouldn't call it sophisticated. It was just bad. It was hard for no reason. <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying. It was hard for no reason, but I mean, I don't know. You look at, like, the overview of, like, the Zelda map. I don't know. I just feel like some NES games were more sophisticated and complex than there are games today. Yeah. I mean, like, they just threw you in, and you're like, figure it out. And it was a lot of, like, problem solving and whatnot. I don't know. Yeah, with no instructions. It's like, hmm, here, this we have to do. Or here's here's a sword. Go figure it out. Yeah. But I mean, like, gaming back then was never a popular as popular as it is today because games are much more accessible now so i don't know there's pros and cons to it true true but yes anyways friday the 13th it is the best time of the year it is the fall and it's it's like still hot (laughs) i'm still sweating it is not still hot it is it was beautiful yesterday and today and the day before to be fair i haven't really left my house so (laughs) okay well then that's your fault so it's cool outside and it's awesome. It's perfect. Pumpkin spice lattes are back. Pumpkin everything is back. Trader Joe's is decked water wall with pumpkin everything. Um, they've got my sister sent me all these pictures. They've got like I don't even know. I can go down. Let's see. I can go down all the pumpkin things that she sent over. It was the most wild thing. She literally sent like twenty pictures. It was of pumpkins. pumpkins. Of no, of all the pumpkin themed thing or uh, pumpkin flavored things that they have. I. Hot take. I prefer apple cider spiced or apple cider flavored things than pumpkin. Like, I like pumpkin pie a lot, but besides that, pumpkin. So, like, Lauren just got done telling me that. Where she's like, you need a good balance of both apple and pumpkin. She's right. I agree. No, like, an apple cider wrong. donut is so much better than a pumpkin spice donut. Oh, my God. I thought of you today. We had a warm apple cider donut. Ugh. Ugh. But it wasn't even cold enough to have that. You're probably like wearing a t shirt and shorts. It was like 80 degrees. I was today. wearing a t shirt and shorts, but <laughs> exactly. that's fine. It's like not All right, cold so enough. they have. This episode is brought to you by Trader Joe's. Um, <laughs> so they had pumpkin O's, which is a pumpkin cereal, pumpkin bagels, pumpkin spice, pumpkin bagels, mm. herbal blend uh, tea. This pumpkin walked into a bar, which is the granola bar. Those are good. Pumpkin spice coffee. Um, what is this? Harvest blend herbal tea, spice chai black tea concentrate. There's a lot of teas. I don't drink tea, so I don't care about any of these. Move on to more yeah, exciting things. We're getting to the good stuff. Just wait. Butternut squash. Mm-hmm. All these other squash that nobody cares about. I actually made butternut, a butternut squash lasagna yesterday, and it was really good. Like, was it sent to you, or did you go and like grow and pick the butternut squash? I didn't grow and pick the butternut squash, but it was sent to me, and I cooked it. <laughs> the ingredients oh, okay, were sent okay. to me as if I went to the grocery store. I don't know how many times I have to explain this to you. 
I know. I'm they just exposing you every single time. It's like they don't. Ex- it's what's the exposure? It's the same thing. It's like it's like being proud of a coloring page. What are you talking about? Okay, they they already drew it for you. All you have to do is color in the lines. That is untrue. They literally send you the raw ingredients. Like I sent, they send me a whole ass squash that I have to chop up. Like it is the equivalent of me finding a recipe online and going to the grocery store and buying the groceries. Except they just package it in a box and send it to me, so I don't have to go to the grocery store. That's literally all it is. Can we just not lose sight of the fact that you just interrupted my Trader Joe's rundown? No, I'm going to lose sight of it because I don't care. <laughs> Anyways. Wow, yes you do. Mm-hmm. Stop stop being mean. Mm-hmm. Pumpkin pumpkin cream cheese spread. Okay, that sounds um, pretty. Yeah, maybe. I'll consider Butternut it. squash ravioli. I couldn't even say Ooh. butternut squash. You're like, I made butternut squash. Okay, you win. Shut we get up. it. You vape. Butternut squash ravioli sounds good too. Churro bites. Um... Okay, that's not so Halloween. It's a garlic spread dip. Yeah, I was like, what? Uh, who is this? Bats, crispy potato snacks. <laughs> it just says bats, and then like the spire of the little haunted house that's next to it oh my God. looks like a little exclamation point. <laughs> Look at this bag for you audio listeners or video listeners. Not that we have a video. Yeah, there's no video listeners. See it. This is like the spookiest oh, little bag. That's cute. Anyways, uh, crispy potato snacks. What we got here? Fall zucchini pasta. Zucchete. I don't know how to pronounce this. Zucchini? Uh, traditional harvest. No, they're like they're like the little pastas that are almost shaped like pumpkins, but if you cut the top off, so it's like oh, okay. These guys. I don't know how to explain them. You can explain them better. It's. They, I don't know. Yeah, it's a cross section of a pumpkin. <laughs> a cross section of a pumpkin. Perfect. Uh, autumnal. Autumnal, autumnal, autumnal. Uh, No, it's not autumnal. It's definitely autumnal. I didn't say autumnal. 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 Okay, maybe that. Autumnal, (laughs) autumnal harvest creamy pasta sauce made with pumpkin and butternut squash, pumpkin butter, apple cider jam. Excuse me. Cinnamon, cinnamon bun spread, organic maple butter. Welcome to what the Joe cast. Um, <laughs> the pumpkin cast. Petite pumpkin spice cookies, boo bark. That's disgusting. Boo bark. And I, and I like candy corn. It's literally chocolate with candy corn, like all inside of it. Mm. That's disgusting. Now nah, we're good. You like candy corn? Also, wait. <laughs> Rewind. A haunted house chocolate cookie kit, and you make a little haunted house like a gingerbread house. Oh my god! I'm buying that for you. You Anyways. really should buy that for yourself. No, I'm buying it for you. Mm, I'm good. Uh, I made a hot haunted, cocoa dunkers. Not a haunted. I made a, a gingerbread bread house one time, and it was like I don't know. Is it decoration or do you eat it? How long do you display it until you eat it? It's yeah. You just got to throw it away. <laughs> Apple cider cookies, uh, chicken pot pie, steamed chicken soup dumplings, chicken and vegetable wonton soup. These are regular uh, ass things now. <laughs> I'm just going through all the pictures. Here we go. Chick uh, pumpkin cheesecake. Who sent you all these pictures? Barbie literally gave us the rundown of the entire Trader Joe's. <laughs> Is it like pumpkin, new or something? Like you've never been? Pumpkin ginger ice cream cones. Mm. Um, pumpkin butternut squash bisque. And that's it. There's probably pumpkin more. Pumpkin butternut here. squash bisque does sound actually very like heartwarming on a nice cold rainy day. Oh my god. And then she sent us a haul picture of everything she bought. <laughs> oh my god. I maybe am I should going go to Trader to, Joe's tomorrow. Yeah, maybe I should stop by a Trader Joe. So freaking excited. Trace I want that butternut it. squash uh, pumpkin bis soup. Oh, it's going to be so good. That does sound really good. Anyways, now that we've wasted eight and a half minutes going through <laughs> fall and how you don't cook real food. Oh, my God. And I'm only kidding. I 100% agree with you. It's a better move on your part. But it doesn't mean I'm still not going to make fun of you. So I'm just going to hate you. It's fine. I need something new to make fun of you about. And that's like my go-to. That's my default. Well, here's something you can make fun of me about. I'm considering going to this haunted house that's basically you're gonna die at that haunted house i read that and okay we're gonna do that right now go ahead hold on so keep talking i'm gonna read the website yeah it's called blackout and it's been running like on and off for the past 10 years and they basically it's a very like kind of theater thing like they don't set it up every year like one year it was in la it hasn't been in new york for a few years um but it's a very like immersive like theater production and you go in alone like you are not allowed to go in with a group at all you have to go in alone you have to be over 18 and it's like highly aggressive and physical and i watched a whole documentary about it and people like get really obsessed but i don't know like i don't know if it's for me 
but I feel like I want it to be for me because I like haunted houses, and this is like the holy grail of haunted houses. I don't know. It's very scary, it seems. Okay, let's go through the rules. 2019 rules. You must walk through alone. You must be over 18. You must follow all directions at all times. You must stay on the marked path at all times. Do not ever touch an actor unless you're instructed to do so. Do not ever speak unless you're instructed to do so. Do not ever touch the walls. You'll be prompted to do certain actions. Do exactly as you're told. This is for your safety. You must wear a protective mask and carry a flashlight. We will provide both of these for you. Do not bring your own. The safety word is safety. If you have an emergency while walking out, while walking through and need to be escorted out, please yell the word safety as loud as you can. Stay exactly where you are, remain calm, and someone will come to come get you and bring you out. If there's an action you absolutely will not do, please yell the word safety as loud as you can. Stay exactly where you are, remain calm, and someone will come get you and bring you out. No, you cannot skip that part, but still continue. Once safety has been called, there are no refunds and no other options but to leave. Please be aware you will encounter fog, strobe lights, loud sounds, complete darkness, Crawling, kneeling, stairs, mild restraint, water, sexual and violent situations, aggressive physical contact. Yeah. So in the documentary I watched, in past years, every year is different, but in past years they like literally tell you to go to like some random address and stand outside some door, knock three times, and then like someone literally like pulls you off the street and like shoves you against the wall and they like put bags over your head and like start screaming at you. And I'm like, mm, I don't know if this is for me. But then like, Every year that I've like chickened out, I'm always like, mm, I should have done it. It should have been. It would have been cool. So I think this is going to be my year. How much are the tickets? It's like sixty whole dollars. But that's, that's like really not that bad. It's not bad considering you're going in one at a time and they're like dedicating all these actors to you, as opposed to like in regular haunted houses. It's like you go in all these groups and it's kind of like a conga line through. So like it's not a very good business model for them. So I understand why it's a little more expensive, but. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely would have thought that this would have been like at least a hundred dollars. So yeah, it is highly intense. So who knows? Yeah. So Maybe if I'll you die, <laughs> I'll be the lone host. The lone host of what the fun cast? What the one cast? What the one cast, please. <laughs> Anyways, Anyways, enough wasting time. What have you been doing this week? Um, this past weekend I went to Cedar Point, so that was exciting. Rode a bunch of roller coasters. Uh, played more Detroit Become Human. Um, I don't know how far I am, but decently, at least halfway through. Uh, I finished Shit's Creek, which is really, really good. I love that show. Um, the last two seasons, like season four and season five, are amazing. Um, and I started Fleabag, which has been recommended to me, and it's like Emmy Award winning, blah, blah, blah. Everyone's always talking about it. It's an Amazon original. I really don't think it's for me. I'm like three episodes in and I'm like, maybe I'll give this a real good chance. Like, and I thought that the seasons were longer, but the season is only six episodes total. So if this is really all it has to offer, I don't think this is going to be for me. It's a very strange show. It's like very, it's got that like British dry humor and I don't know. It's a very, uh, it is what it is. Not for me. Sounds like a flea bag of a show. <laughs> Anyways, um, that's it really. I haven't been playing any other games. I played, I guess a few rounds of Overwatch, but when do so I not? hold on. Don't tell me. On the entire trip that you flew and everything, you didn't play your Switch at all, right? I brought it with me, but no. <laughs> oh, it's good. it's good. The plane ride was literally of like an hour total. Like, by the time we were up, he's like, okay, prepare for like landing. <laughs> oh, okay, we just got here. Mm. So I was just like, whatever. I'm like, okay, this is like a car ride. Yeah. It was interesting. So whatever. I just didn't. And I don't know, being at the park all day, I literally clocked nine miles one day at the park. And... So obviously I'm coming home. I'm not trying to play the Switch. I'm just trying to sleep. So you're weak. <sighs> you're right. What have you been doing? Have you played on your Switch? It seems you have. I have. I played Spyro on Switch, and uh, I really forgot how easy this game is. It's like the first one's easy. The second one gets really hard for no reason. <laughs> yeah. So maybe I mean I started with the first one, but I told Lauren like she would thoroughly enjoy it. She loves collectathon games, like Collecting where she has to collect everything. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah, I you know I've been going through it and it's fun, but it's kind of it, it's getting kind of boring to the point where it's like okay enough of the gems, but I don't know. It's, I just feel like it hasn't aged as well as something like Crash did. But yeah, I mean there were definitely Spyro is definitely like the the more kiddie game of the two. Yeah, so I don't know. It was yeah, good, but it, but it's definitely good. Um, it runs really well on Switch. I can't complain about that. It's. 
yeah, are the graphics downgraded compared to the 4K visuals on PS4 Pro and is presumably it 4K? Xbox One? I don't know if it's 4K. I'm pretty sure it's 4K. Really? Oh. I mean, we could check, but... Um, but, yeah, it's, you know, mildly blurry, but I don't know. It's not not really blurry, I should say. It's just got that, that, that Switch look to it when they downgrade a game visually. Yeah. And it's really not that bad, though, so... I you know have it you plays well. Played it on a TV, or have you only been playing it in handheld mode? I literally can tell you on two hands how many times I played my Switch in not handheld mode. That's so surprising. I like exclusively play it on TV. I barely play in handheld mode. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So that's why. Well, we'll, we'll talk about the Switch light later. But uh, <laughs> so yeah, no so, reason. So Ugh. I played Gears Five. Uh, Gear. Actually, I got a little bit of play time on every system this week. So, played Gears 5 with Logan, we played Horde Mode, and it was fun, but it, like, wasn't what we thought it was going to be, so it was just very shallow, which, I don't know, it was just weird. It was like, you can only build so many barriers, you could build these little turrets, and you could build, I think that was pretty much it. And, like, there's these massive, you know, you eventually get to these massive monsters, which is cool and all, but... It's just not very lively. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but it's kind of a letdown. But Team Deathmatch, still a lot of fun. Um, there's this mode with weapons that I, I can't remember if it was in any of the other games, but they pretty much, like, based on the number of kills you get, the whole team, like, gets different weapons. So maybe you start off with a pistol, and then once you hit four kills, you get upgraded to another random weapon, like this bow and arrow this uh, or crossbow. And then once you get four kills with that, like, across the team... Each you know you start spawning or you start you know getting new weapons. Not even yeah, it's not even, like it's it's in the middle of you playing too, so it's not like you have to wait till spawn. So yeah, yeah. You get a new weapon, so that mode's a lot of fun. Uh, I forgot what it's called. So but I've never arms race. Arms race is the name of the mode. Oh, okay, I was I was gonna say I never played a gears game. So like, is it primarily an online game? Is that like when you play gears, you're playing online, or is there like is the story mode actually good? Story mode is actually good, okay. so it's um, it's one of those games where it, it's got a full campaign and it's very story driven, but it's known for its multiplayer. It's very much like Halo. It's built on the same foundation, you, I guess you could say, as Halo. Okay, so it's not like COD yeah. where it's like the story mode's an afterthought. And- no, 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 no. It's oh, this is the story of this random hero. You know? Yeah, no, these are all, uh, you know, it's been. It's been five games now, and the story is intertwined since, and it's a pretty good story. So I got to play good. Gears Five. I don't know when I'm gonna get around to playing the campaign, but one of these decades. So one of these decades. So the regular online was was good fun. That's good. Maybe I'll actually play it. I feel like I'm probably never gonna actually sit down and play the first four, so I'll probably watch this. No, like, no, no, no. There's no need. Like they made an ultimate edition of Gears One for Xbox One, and then. Uh, they made Gears 1, 2, and 3, and Judgment all backwards compatible. And then Gears 4 came out. And then, um, yeah, now Gears 5 is out. So, all before Halo 6 slash Halo Infinite. So, but anyways. My backlog is a little too big to be worrying about Gears 1 through 4 currently. So, Oh, truly it is. And then besides that, uh, we played some Beat Saber last night. So, that game is a lot of fun. And... Yeah, I gotta play all the other VR games that I have. Have you ever played through the Beat Saber's like story-ish mode, like the campaign? You should. I started to, and then I stopped once I like started playing the free range mode. Oh, okay. Yeah, no the the campaign is nice because it does like kind of train you, for lack of a better word, like because it has like a very gradual progression of things getting harder, and at some points there's like really these challenges where like. The arrows disappear on the blocks, so you have to like be really paying attention. It just gets you better at certain, at like, I don't know, just the whole concept of it. So, highly recommend Interesting. it if you're playing it that frequently. Yeah, it's it's definitely fun. So I'll give it a whirl. A whirl. A, a whirl. An old whirly gig. All right. On that note. Yes. On that note, shall we jump into some hot tops, hot toppies? We'll whirl right in. Hotty toppies. All right. Disney Entertainment section first, obviously. Um, not that much Disney, surprisingly, this time. None Disney, actually. I'm looking. None Disney. <laughs> None Disney, so just entertainment. Um, so, uh, the cast of James Gunn's Suicide Squad sequel has been announced, and it is a lot of people. I don't know if you saw this tweet, um, but let's see. 
I don't even know how to pronounce some of these people's names. Uh, David, I was going to say I did, and I don't know half of these names. Yeah. So David Dest Malkian, I don't know who that is. John Cena, obviously. Jai Courtney, he was in the original um, Suicide Squad. Uh, Joaquin Cosio. Um, Nathan Fillion, we know that one. Joel Kinnaman. Um, Mei Ling Ng, I think is the last name. Uh, Flula Borg. Is this Flula as in, like, the YouTuber? The guy who's like, she poops up parties? I... Wait. I could not even tell you that I pieced that together. <laughs> Hold on. It is. Holy crap. Okay, interesting. That's funny. Um, Sean Gunn, who obviously was in Guardians. Um, Juan Diego Boto, Storm Reed. She was in A Wrinkle in Time, I think. Yikes. Um, Pete Davidson from SNL. Taiko Aititi, which is surprising. Um, Alice Braga, Steve Agui, Tanache, like the singer. Uh, Daniela Melchior. Peter Capaldi. Why does that name sound familiar? Who's that? Peter Capaldi. Uh, Doctor Who guy. Doctor Who, yeah. Uh, let's see. Julio Ruiz. Ruiz. Uh, Jennifer Holland. Vi- uh, Viola Davis. Idris Elba. Margot Robbie. Michael Rooker. Um, and every one of these names on this poster has like bullet holes through them. And uh, the tweet said, don't get too attached, which means that, obviously, given the name Suicide Squad, half of this cast will probably not you know survive to see the end of the movie um so very interesting um a lot of it confirms this is uh, from io9 gizmodo um a lot of it confirms that the rumors that have been circling for the past few months even with the wildest ones like john cena taiko itt peter capaldi and idris elba there's still a few surprises there mainly around who's not back like a certain joker himself jared leto um maybe he has other things to do anyway uh here's who's actually returning from the divisive original um and it's Obviously, Viola Davis is reprising her role. Margot Robbie, Jai Courtney, and Joel Kinnaman. Um, so, I don't know. I've never seen the first one. I've heard it was terrible. So, I don't know if it'll be necessary to see it to understand this one. But I'm hoping that it's not. Because I don't want to waste my time watching a bad movie. So, we'll see. Yeah, hopefully. I, I, I don't know. Suicide Squad was always one that piqued my interest. And I wanted to watch. And then never did. Yep, same. And, you know, because I heard it was bad. And I would always talk about... Oh, you know, I'll watch it, and people are like, "Don't watch that movie; it's bad." Yeah, like so. I haven't heard a good thing about it at all, so I don't think it's one for me. Anyways, uh, what is this? What is what? Okay, so someone tweeted at James Gunn said, "I'm blown away by the cast on the Suicide Squad." But if you don't mind me asking, when can we really expect to hear about their role specifically? I'd love it if you would answer my tweet. Thanks. Uh, he said, some characters will get out. Some already have, although some reported on, including from reputable sources, have been very wrong. But in all honesty, I don't know if we'll officially release character info for a long, long while to come. Oh, like as in who's playing what? Yeah, right now I'm simply focused on making the greatest movie uh, I can, not promoting or sharing info about it, and working on Suicide Squad, a property I've loved for many, many years, is truly a dream come true. Interesting. Someone goes, John Cena is Harley Quinn, right? Yep. <laughs> yes, of course. Anyways. Interesting. Um, yeah, so that's that. I don't know. We'll see how this goes. When is this scheduled for release? 2021, I believe. Okay, yeah, so we still got time. It's very, very early stages. I'm actually surprised that they even announced anything yet. Why is hashtag Bernie Yells for us trending in New Jersey? Uh, I don't know, because he likes yelling. <laughs> Perhaps. He just oh likes gosh. to yell. He hasn't changed one bit. Like, you ever see the videos of him, like, in his younger years? He looks exactly the goddamn same. It's just who he is. He's got that fountain of youth. He's a man lost in time. <laughs> man out of time. Anyways. Speaking of a man out of time, <laughs> Movie Pass is officially dead. Ugh, rest in It was an pieces. omen of things to come when I cut up my Movie Pass card right here on the What the Fun Cast stage. <laughs> On the What the Fun Cast soundstage. Remember that? When I literally shredded my car? I'm like, you hear that? I was like, what is that noise? (laughs) It's me shredding the car. This one comes from IGN, who says, MoviePass announced that the subscription theater ticket service will be shutting down for good tomorrow. Well, today. September 14th. Yeah, today. Uh, The announcement caps off months of speculation regarding the future of the service. In a statement released today, Helios and Matheson Analytics announced that MoviePass will be shuttering on September 14th because... Quote, efforts to recapitalize MoviePass have not been successful to date. We thank you for your service. Thank you for bringing us A-List and Regal Unlimited and whatever else. 
but rest in you peace. You know the news? Water is wet. I haven't actually used A-List in a minute. I need to start going to the movies again. They're now finally getting uh, their, mo- their money back from you. They are. They really are. Well, no. I've Yikes. seen one movie a month, and I'm making a pro- like I'm saving money with A-List based on New wild. York ticket prices. So in this IGN article, they have a little link here for the worst-reviewed movies oh, of 2018. Why do I care about 2018? <laughs> Anyways, remember freaking Holmes and Watson? Uh, Yes, with Will... What's his name? Oh, my God. I don't know. What is his name? Will Ferrell. Why did I forget his name? What the hell? The first thing I found was the DJ, Will Sparks. I'm like, that's not his name. I don't even understand why... What? So I, they they ranked Christopher Robin a 4.0. Was it that bad? It wasn't that bad. Anyways, this un- is just un- according Unfriended to Dark Web. Didn't you like that? Vaguely. 2.2? I think it was okay. better than that. It was not that bad. <laughs> IGN's a little harsh. The 15-17 to Paris 2.0, I heard that wasn't that bad either. Isn't that the one with like the... It's like a true story or something? Yeah, the people that... Uh, knocked down the guy that tried to like shoot up the train. Yeah, something like that. In Paris, Red Sparrow 2.5. I mean, that movie was cringeworthy because of the you know some of the stuff they did. But did you watch it? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> it was very wild. The whole thing with the uh... oh here you go here's a controversial one. Venom 4.0. Venom was a good movie. That'll be the um, hill I die on. I so... liked Venom. A lot. Yeah, the whole thing with like the skin slicer or whatever that thing was in Red Sparrow, that freaked me the hell out. And I was like, hey, the skin movie. slicer? What? Uh, I don't want to talk about it. I don't remember. It was towards the end of the movie. They like. Who was slicing skin? Like filleting? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I really don't remember that. This next one is 100% you. Ugh. So Knives Out. So last week, obviously, we had our like uh, fall movie. Outlook, whatever. And I totally forgot about this one. This one's one of the most anticipated movies. Knives Out. Um, currently sitting at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes with 50-plus critics reporting. Um, this one doesn't come out until, I want to say, October? No, November. November 27th. So we still got a lot of time. Um, but it is <clears throat> directed by Ryan Johnson, obviously of The Last Jedi fame. Um and it's like a whodunit murder mystery, and it's starring Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, Anna D'Armand, who I don't know who that is, but um, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon, Tony Collette from Hereditary, Don Johnson, who I don't know who that is, but I looked him up, and apparently he's in from Miami Vice, so sure. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield, who's from uh, Sorry to Bother You, Catherine Langford from 13 Reasons Why, and Jade Martell, who's actually uh, one of the kids from It. So I am super, super excited for this one. Um, the trailer looks ridiculous, and I don't know. I'm very excited. I'm glad that it's getting good feedback, good hype. Um, I'm annoyed that people have seen it so early and that we have to wait until November 27th, but we'll see. It looks very You'll good. be if fine. You if you haven't seen the trailer, definitely watch it because it looks very, very good. Let me go do that. You should. Um, speaking of nothing related to that, Super Nintendo World. Very exciting. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to jump in for this one? Or sure. I, I can take this one. So... Um, Universal has announced before that they are bringing Nintendo-themed world to, I think, all of their parks. So the one in Japan is actually opening up next spring, and IGN's got a little write-up on it here. So they're going through, and um, the Universal Parks and Resorts chairman and CEO, Tom Williams, uh, divulged some new information on the park. So he said it's a whole separate, a whole new separate area of the park. It's got food, it's got merchandise. The first phase will have two rides: Mario Kart, uh, the Super Mario Kart ride, as well as Yoshi's Adventures. So we had gone through some leaked concept art, and both yeah. these rides were pretty much shown. The Mario Kart one was inside, so you didn't really see it that well. But the Yoshi's Adventure one, it was like an outdoor, like riding in like an Omni Mover, but you're riding in like Yoshi's. Yeah. So. Um, and then on top of the two rides Super Nintendo World will open with, Williams said visitors can interact with the park direct with Nintendo-themed magnetic wristbands. Go figure, this is probably sort of like a spin on magic bands. Yeah. You slap it at your wrist, and it just snaps on, and it won't come off. The idea is similar to the Disneyland app that visitors can use to interact with QR codes scattered around parks like Galaxy's Edge. At Super Nintendo World, these uh, wristbands will allow visitors to, quote, go up and keep score and play at various games that also translates to a scorekeeping capability. 
Williams uh, also suggests that the rides at the park also, quote, interfaces back with your game console. Presumably, this game console is a reference to Nintendo Switch, which is just portable enough to bring around with you to an amusement park, especially once the Switch Lite comes out later this year, a.k.a. next week. You know what this reminds me of? Remember back in back in the Nintendo DS's heyday, you could, like, go to Walmart and, like, pick up specific things or, like, game stores in general, and, like, they had, like, these spots where you can, like, download content. Remember that? I like Pokemon. Very... Pokemon were the big ones. So it was yeah. like you take your DS there and you'd be able to download Pokemon. They still have those for 3DS as well. Re- like still active? Yeah, pretty. I mean, I haven't seen them in a while because there's been no new Pokemon game. And we only, uh, you know, we have whatever, Sword and Shield coming out. I But I don't, they haven't done a distribution for Switch yet, I don't think. I, I, no, I take that back. There's a Pokemon Pass app. That you like redeem the Pokemon in the app on your phone and then transfer it to your Switch. Okay. But it. yes, on the on the um, on the what do you call it on the 3DS they have uh, they have done that still and on the DS. Yeah. So I'm assuming it'll be kind of like a similar concept where you can like bring your Switch and get like some exclusive content for whatever game. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure that this will coincide with some you know game release or something down the line. Yeah, the there was opens. a lot of rumor around a like Nintendo, a Super Nintendo World app on Switch of some sort, or like a game, a dedicated game. Mm. That would make sense. So, um, yeah, I don't think I want it. I feel like it has been officially announced for America, like the Super Nintendo World, but um, I think it's going to be part of like I don't think it was ever officially confirmed where where or how it's going to be. But you remember that Fantastic Worlds part that they talked about? I'm assuming yes. it's going to be part of that, but they haven't officially said anything about that. That is the big running rumors that it was going to be part of that, yeah. Yeah, so. Should be exciting. Uh, well, I guess we'll obviously have to go to Japan first to figure out until, or to see it until they uh, open it in the U.S. Yep, which I, I don't if even they'll know allow when they're going US-based to. U.S.-based switches. Ooh, <laughs> region lock switches. Mm, interesting. Uh, let's see. Super Nintendo World. Yeah, I, don't, I really don't think it was ever officially announced for the U.S. Like, officially, officially. Opening date. Um, Japan. Here you go. So here, this one comes from ThemeParkInsider.com, who reports the same exact thing. Where is it? Uh, oh my God, where is it? I just saw it in the preview. Ugh. Hold on. Faster. Relax. <laughs> it's fine. We have to book the tickets right now, or else they're gonna go up in price. They're yep. They're already up in price. Mm, good, love that. Where is Universal in Japan? Anyway, is it near Tokyo? Uh, okay, here, Universal Studios. Okay, so next spring in Universal Studios Japan, Universal Studios Beijing is on track for an early 2021 opening. Um, and then it doesn't say anything about when we're gonna get Orlando. So that's fine. I guess we'll just never get him. That's fine. I'm just saying. Oh, it's in Osaka. Perfect. I see there's a train that runs right next to it, so we could just take the train. Um, this will be great. Yeah, I'm booking the, the tickets right now. Perfect. Super Nintendo World opening date, Orlando. That is very far from Tokyo, actually. But whatever, it's fine. We'll just take the bullet trains. They're fast. Oh, yeah, no problem. Mm-hmm. We'll just uh, hop on. Yeah, it's right off the Tokaido Shinkansen, so, of course. Oh, okay. <laughs> But of course, <laughs> that's the train. That's the bullet train. Oh, it's lining up to open next year for the Olympics in Tokyo. Yes, that's the big gotcha. thing. Yeah. Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. Anyways, the Shinkansen train goes like how many miles per hour? Very fast miles per hour. Can okay, 199. But of course, you're in a train going 199 miles per hour. That's crazy. Anyways, all right. It's time to move out of the uh, entertainment out of the stuff. hot tops and into out of the yes the entertainment hot tops and into the video game ones, um, and this first one is all you as I dabble through it. Yeah. Uh, so what in the hell is happening? Noclip.website is something that I discovered by way of our next news topic, um, which we'll get to in a second. But basically, this is a like digital museum of video game levels so it has all kinds of levels it's literally just no clip that website you log in and they have um uh mario kart wii kirby's dreamland uh zelda skyward sword galaxy one mario galaxy 2 
Super Paper Mario, Smash Bros. Brawl, Wii Sports Resort, and they have games from GameCube, uh, Luigi's Mansion, Metroid Prime, uh, Mario Kart, Super Mario Sunshine, Twilight Princess, Wind Waker. Um, they have uh, Luigi's Mansion 3D, uh, Ocarina of Time 3D from 3DS. They have Banjo-Kazooie from Nintendo 64. Um, a whole list of games, and you just click through and you pick a level, and you can literally, like it just loads the full level in your browser, and you use your mouse to just scroll around um, and like the WASD keys to like move around and it's fully detailed and beautifully oh, rendered. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Like it's amazing. How do I how do I turn the oh whoa whoa? So just whoa, whoa, whoa. you see the games folder, press the red bar there to minimize that and then like it's just you're in. And like the full level is rendered. How do I turn my camera? Um click and hold click and drag. What in the hell? Like it's fully rendered and you can like it's called no clips so like the idea is that you can go outside of like what they you know don't want you to see and kind of see how render levels are rendered like from the back and whatnot uh and it's just amazing like what the hell did you have you like aim the cursor up and then pushed forward and you like fly yeah okay like you can uh, it's just wasd so like you can pan around and fly everywhere um but it's awesome. Like this is beyond insane. Yeah, it's really cool. Like how well it runs, and like everything is animated, so it's not like it's a stale thing. Like all the enemies and things and like coins from like Super Mario Galaxy are there floating. Like all the assets are there, and it's just awesome. Like I lost my mind when I first saw this. I spent a good hour just going through all these levels from like Brawl and seeing what the levels look like from behind. Um, I don't know. It's a really really cool way to waste some time it only works on desktop um it won't work on your phone given that you know it requires actual graphics processing power um but it is awesome super super cool i am in mario kart ds right now and the fps is like in the thousands <laughs> yeah some this of these is insane it's yeah like i lost my mind i was because so i discovered it because there was this tweet um by this person who will quote in the next uh, news item, but it was showing off how um, how uh, one of the levels in Super Mario Sunshine, I want to say it's the hotel or something, um, if looked at from above, it looks, it's modeled after a GameCube controller, and like the GameCube is there, and there's like a little disc on the side with a memory card, um, which you wouldn't be able to tell from the ground, um, but it's really cool. So this is like a, I don't know, Obviously, I think it's made for kind of like a case study for like level designers, but I think if you have any level of nostalgia towards any of these games, it's really cool to just poke around and see how things are built. And like especially seeing things from angles that you aren't supposed to see them and how things at a distance aren't really rendered correctly because, you know, you wouldn't see them anyway if you're playing the game normally. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was awesome. So I wanted to share. This is really cool. So I told him that I wasn't going to do, I wasn't even going to look at this until we started recording because he'd get my live reaction. And this is really freaking cool. Like, yeah, I looking at like, I'm looking at a Pikmin level right now. And it's funny, like, because obviously Pikmin is always like low to the ground. So it's just this little, like, <laughs> looks like a bowl that you're in. And like the distance is just like the walls are, you know, supposed to show off in distance or whatever. But it's very like shallow and tiny. But you know, Pikmin are tiny, so it matches that game. And like, yeah, I'm at looking the... at, I'm looking at Kingdom Hearts right now on one of the Pride Lands levels from uh, the Lion King, and it's like Pride Rock is so far in the distance, it doesn't look as low texture as it is in the game. But it's, it's like NES graphics. <laughs> yeah, like looking at Twilight Princess. Um, Twilight Princess was cool because they have different like areas of Hyrule obviously um, like Castletown and whatnot and it's funny how they render the Hyrule Castle at a distance um, like the farther way you get like it's really just a few walls slapped together um, and the closer you get it's rendered a little better like the the textures are a little bit better um, this is I don't know. so freaking cool yeah like I'm, I was just shocked at how well it runs like it loads immediately I don't know if that's just our computers are fast but it's amazing. Wii Sports, Wii Sports Resort was an underrated game. <laughs> Woohoo Island, here I come. But it's just, I don't know. Whoa! It's really nice to like appreciate how much detail goes into this into the level design. Anyways, 
Video games are awesome. Truly. This is this is really insane. Yeah, like you could genuinely spend hours. They have so many games here. Um, Wind Waker? Oh, boy. Yeah, Wind Waker was a good one. Wind Waker is a fun oh. one because the entire... If you go on the Great Sea, the first one, it's the entire sea. Like, the entire ocean in one map. Like, it's not... Like... Because this is like kind of what I don't know. It's the first open world necessarily Zelda game. Holy crap! It's like you can literally just travel all the way across the ocean, and everything is loaded. Like, it's not like there was no loading screens when you played Wind Waker. It just you can go to a different island. Like nothing ever stopped to be like, okay, we're loading this island now. So it's genuinely the entire ocean. Holy crap! Yeah, it's awesome. It's taken me a really long time to get there, but I'm traveling in the ocean. <laughs> Same. I'm trying to go to one of the islands. Anyways, go check out noclip.website. N-O-C-L-I-P dot website. Yes, it is. This is... Uh, Absolutely bananas. Okay, now the real kicker is going to be... Okay. Uh, I was going to say, if I go into one of like the barrels, will you see anything under the water? And the answer is no. What in the barrels? What do you mean in the barrels? Like there's stuff floating in the ocean or whatever. Oh, oh, oh. Like if I yeah, go underneath the go. ocean, will I see the bottom of it? Or if I go inside, will I see the inside of it? Nope. You cannot go under the water, unfortunately. Well, you can, but you won't see anything. The hell is this? A flying turtle? I don't know. Like all the enemies are in the right places, but like obviously they don't act like that in the game. Like they'll come out of the water as opposed to just being floating. On yeah, top of the water. yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously we don't realize this is not as exciting when you're on audio and you can't really see what we're talking about. But trust us, go visit. You will not be disappointed. This is Oh yeah, the enemies insane. are just standing here. I really wish they would port um Wind Waker to the Switch. They really should. Like there's no reason not to. Yeah, that'd be cool. So and along with a uh Skyward Sword remaster, that'd be cool. Yes, indeed. Oh yeah, I see what you're talking about, Pikmin. It's just a bowl. Yep. Holy crap! It's okay. Anyways, let's keep the uh, the listeners yeah. engaged here. So moving minutes. into the next one, um, Satori Wada's uh, last assignment for Sakurai was Smash Ultimate. So this is a bit of a tearjerker. So at the to, uh, at the Japan Game Awards, um, Masahiro Sakurai took a lot of awards home uh, for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. And he also got the Grand Award. And during one of the speeches, he shared a sentimental tidbit about his work on the game. The translation below comes courtesy of Push Dustin on Twitter. And this one comes from Go Nintendo. Uh, he says, I'm sorry for bringing up this personal story at a time like this, but making Smash Brothers on the Switch was the last mission that late Satoru, Satoru Iwata gave to me. I put all my, it put my all into the game, and with more DLC, I will continue to work hard. Uh, and Iwata did die in July of 2015. So, um, yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of the folks that worked with Iwata have very sentimental stories around him. You know, he's very passionate about what he did. Very sad that he passed away. Yeah. And um, he was young. He was, was very, young. very young. Yes, very very young. He was only what 50 something, right? Yeah, I want to say like 55. But he had he had a sickness of some sort. I forget what he had going on, but. I remember he actually didn't come to E3 because of it. Yeah, uh, a couple times. So, yeah, he. Uh, I so I found the no clip that website because I went on this push Dustin person's Twitter and he's like a Smash News person, I guess, or journalist, and like uh, really focuses on Smash and um, is a translator, obviously. Uh, and he was saying he's like shared some tidbits or something, and he was like, "Oh, it's National Programmer Day. This one is a here's like a fun fact about Satoru Iwata." Apparently, um, while he was working in, like, corporate development or something, right before Smash Bros. Melee came out, he, like, it, apparently the game was going to get delayed because it was too buggy. He literally sat for, like, three weeks not doing his regular job and just, like, actually fixing bugs in Melee. So, like, I don't know. It's very interesting that in, I feel like, in American corporate culture, like, the people that are sitting at the ho- at the top, like, presidents, CEOs, and whatnot, they don't really necessarily get their hands dirty with, like, the ground-level engineering work. Or don't really have the expertise they're kind of just business people whereas iwata literally was an actual programmer like from the ground up um and you know still while he was working at like the corporate business development level of the company was fixing bugs in melee to make sure it got out on time so i thought that was a cool fun fact 
That's dedication right there. Truly. Dedication to getting it out because they wanted it out for the GameCube launch. I don't think they made the launch. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think it came out a little bit later. Yeah. But yeah, very, very exciting. Very, and now it's one of, the, uh, I guess. one of the most revered Smash games. It is. The Smash Nerds will never let it go. It's fine. Yeah. Smash Bros. Ultimate is great. Smash Bros. Ultimate, there's a lot of talk about how this might be like the last Smash Brothers game because it has so goddamn much, and then everything else just becomes a port of it. I mean, yeah, like there's no reason to make a new one necessarily. Like you just keep developing DLC for this one and for the next Nintendo console, just I don't know, revamp it, I guess. Like there's no reason to make a new game. Yeah. Um, this one definitely has a, a long lifespan on it. Absolutely um, bananas. Yes. Speaking of long lifespans, Fortnite has been sitting at the top of the Xbox Live uh, most played games list for quite some time now. I don't know how long exactly, but probably at least a year. Um, but finally, it has been dethroned by Gears 5. Um, this one comes from Dot .esports. Uh, Fortnite has enjoyed several months at the top of the Xbox Live most played game list, but Gears 5 has dethroned the Battle Royale giant. Gears 5 is the only major release to top the otherwise unstoppable Fortnite. Uh, the rapid ascension of the game into the number one slot for the Xbox Live most played list signals a strong release for the fifth main entry in the Gears series. So that's exciting. Because um, obviously yeah, there's been a bunch of releases that haven't, you know, toppled it. Like Apex Legends, most notably. Yeah, Gears's, Gears's release has been pretty wild because they've had not consistent issues, but like the first night, Friday night, when it was officially out or unofficially out, whatever it was, for Game Pass Ultimate... The servers did crash, and Xbox Live fell down. And, oh, dang. Uh, yeah, so... Big demand. It, I mean, especially when you have it on Game Pass Ultimate. You have so many people that... Like, you have it on Game Pass regular. Like, everybody's well, yeah. playing it. So they uh, they really stretched the limit of the servers, and it just continued to get a little out of hand. But they've been putting a lot of server-side patches, which is good, um, to uh, to help performance, which is, which is good. That's Otherwise, good. Otherwise, people are going to be pissed. Speaking of patches, this is a totally random thing that I just remembered, but um, if you remember, we were talking about uh, Remedy's game Control and how it's had like kind of a rocky launch on consoles of the performance. Isn't that great? They've also been apparently been releasing a bunch of patches to address that, so should play a little bit better now. Yeah, I want to try that game at some point. A lot of these games, like, I, you know, a lot of us lose sight around this time of the year where it's like, oh my god, I want to try all these games, and then Black Friday comes around, and once again, they're all $30. Yep. So I am trying very hard to wait on some of these games. Yep, I'm waiting. But I did buy Resident Evil 7 just in time for Halloween to play on PSVR. Oh, yeah. How much did you pay for it? It was on sale. Um, I want to say it was 15 or something like that. Yeah. It was pretty cheap. Gold edition or no? Uh, I don't remember. No, the gold edition was 25 And I was like, I'm good because I'm probably never going to play this DLC. So I just went for the regular. Gotcha. But anyways, back to Gears 5 real quick. Gears 5 has, uh, Gears 5 and Borderlands 3 both got a 9 from IGN. So two big releases for the for the week. Um, Gears 5 is currently sitting at 82 and Metacritic, and Borderlands 3 is an 85. So both very well received. Yeah, I, uh, I, I really want to get Borderlands. Um, I never really gave the other ones a chance, slash never really played them, but they look like a lot of fun. Well, but I was there's actually so much to play. Yeah, I was reading an impression. I think it was from Kotaku, and they're like, "Borderlands Three feels exactly like a border game, Borderlands game, for better or for worse." Um, so it doesn't seem like they really changed the mechanic of how it plays. Um, and apparently, I guess it feels dated in some ways. But if you enjoy Borderlands Two, I guess you're gonna like Borderlands Three because nothing really has changed. It seems. But yeah. Anyways, you want to take this? This next, next one, one is so dumb. <laughs> It's just stupid. There is this debate on the internet, and yeah, I don't know. PlayStation UK tweeted out, triangle, circle, cross, square. If cross is called X, it's not. Then what are you calling circle? And so they're, they're implying that the X button on the remote is actually called cross. <laughs> Someone goes, if anyone who calls cross is a cop. Literally. Oh my God. It's the dumbest thing. So then Xbox tweets out on National Video Game Day. No matter what you call it, one thing that unites us all is the X button. Happy National Video Game Day, PlayStation, Nintendo of America, and everyone. So, that's pretty cool. They show a picture of the X button on the Switch, and the PS4 remote, and the X1 remote, and a keyboard. So, Gently um, reminding everyone that Xbox exists on PC as well. Ish. Or, gently reminding everyone that Windows owns PC gaming. 
gently reminding people that National Video Game Day also applies to PC gamers. I guess. But yeah, the, the PC is, gamers have no rights. I'm kidding. True, that's you. <laughs> so it's uh, pretty silly, but it is what it is. So um, let's move into. Oh, God. I'm actually low key excited for this. You can take this one then. <laughs> so uh, if you remember last week, we were talking about um, this ring, steering wheel, so to speak, that you put your Switch Joy Cons into, and there was a trailer for it, and it looked like people were jumping around doing exercises. And they said, we'll have more details for you soon. So we finally have more details. It's called Ring Fit Adventure. Um, this one comes from Engadget. Uh, basically, remember that weird ring peripheral that Nintendo teased last week? Well, the House of Mario has finally revealed what it's for. A brand new Switch game called Ring Fit Adventure. In this fitness-focused title, you'll be moving the ring and a leg strap, both of which will house a Joy-Con, to uh, move your character through a fantasy world. Running, for instance, is triggered by lightly jogging on the spot, while flying requires some enthusiastic arm flapping. Um, at certain inter- intervals, you'll be thrown into battles. These so-called fit battles play out like traditional turn-based RPG. All of your attacks are triggered by completing a specific pose or stretch. Um, pulling the ring like an archer, for instance, will trigger a bow pull, while sitting and crunching your legs will initiate a knee to chest. Uh, this comes out October 18th. I don't know. I think it looks kind of cute. I feel like I'm interested in it, but will I actually actively play it? Probably not. This seriously looks... I, I don't know. Maybe... A lot of people are excited for it, and that's great. I feel like I mean, it'll be fun to, like, whip out... Like, I wouldn't do this as my fitness routine, because, like, I've played Wii Fit in the past, and it's good to, like, as a very basic intro level to exercising, but, like, it's very... I don't know. You're not going to really, like, see results, because it's not, like, hard fitness. So I feel like this will be along the same level. But I feel like it'll be fun to whip out if you have, like, a bunch of people over, because it's, like, I don't know... It seems like it's kind of goofy. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. This is It's just a very weird one. And the game looks very shallow. I could see people beating it pretty quickly and then I mean, it yeah. becoming pretty it's stale. definitely like a fitness game with like RPG elements as opposed to an actual RPG game. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, There's no I don't real depth know. that doesn't seem. All right. Moving into the next one. Congratulations, Nintendo. Weird Wii peripheral <laughs> type shit. At least I never revealed that weird heartbeat sensor thing. Oh my god, the, the Wii Vitality Sensor. Yeah, that was the dumbest um, thing. So, the next one comes from Video Games 24-7, uh, who pretty much write about here that Kojima on Death Stranding, even now, I don't understand the game. So, that's good. <laughs> I'm glad he doesn't understand the game, and we're supposed to buy it. So, he uh, speaking to the Financial Times, video game author, uh, oh, video game auteur, Hideo yeah, Kojima, admit it when he can't quite comprehend his upcoming title a star-studded action game where the focus is connection rather than destruction death stranding even now i don't understand the game said kojima of the ps4 release it's worldview gameplay they're all new my mission is to create a genre that does not currently exist and which takes everyone by surprise there's naturally a risk in that i, I don't even know what to say i it's like i feel like the more we talk about death stranding the more i'm like hmm, this game is really strange so We'll see. I'll give it a shot when it's not $60, and we'll see what the, I think this will be a solid six and a half, seven kind of game, where people are like, I don't know what it means, there's some fun parts, there's some weird parts, it, overall it's not terrible. Yeah. I feel like that's gonna happen too, like, I can't anticipate this being like, 10 out of 10 masterpiece, but... I'd know. be stunned if it was. We'll see. I don't know. It I just, don't know. I've been watching a bunch of, like, videos, and, like, I don't know, IGN always tweets these things, it's like, 10 weirdest things you can do in Death Stranding. It's like, you can choose to sit on the toilet or stand in front of it to pee. And I'm like, this is, what? <laughs> like, Yeah, it's, okay. it's really weird. And there's a there's a 50-minute gameplay trailer out there. So that just came from, I think, TGS, Tokyo Game Show. So That is too long of a trailer. Like It's not, not really a trailer, it's just a gameplay session. So, I don't yeah. know, if you're sitting there like, hmm, what is Death Stranding like? You could find out. But I feel like if I sit there and watch something for watch someone playing the game for an hour when i actually get to play the game i'm not going to want to redo everything that i watched for an hour that's the reason i never invested in resident evil 7 as soon as it came out because i watched my nephew play it and i lost all interest in playing it myself because i'm like i don't want to just do the same things that i just watched him do but now i've forgotten so we're good yeah anyway so this next one's kind of exciting so the sega genesis classic is coming out next week um and it's a 80 dollar sega genesis mini so this one comes from The Verge, uh, and they actually gave a review of it. Oh, I didn't realize they gave... Yeah, they gave it a 9. 
Oh, dang. Yeah, apparently it's, like, amazing. Um, obviously, the review is very long-winded, but I kind of pulled some highlights here, if you want to. Yeah, so um, so they say the 7999 Sega Genesis Mini nails all the basics with great, adorable hardware and a varied selection of classic games. Uh, but it also goes a step further with an attention to detail that makes it more than just a fun plastic box. It's a celebration of the most important years of Sega's long history. Switch from English to Japanese, and the UI design will switch as well, reflecting the Japanese version of the console, the Mega Drive. You can scroll through the vastly superior Japanese box art, and most exciting, the lineup of games will actually change slightly. There's no version of the colorful puzzle game, Puyo Puyo in English, but you can play it in Japanese via a simple menu option. The Sega Genesis Mini features 42 games, a big jump from Nintendo and Sony's offerings, and they do an amazing job of showcasing the console's eclectic history. There are the obvious inclusions, like the first two Sonic the Hedgehog games and Sega's mainstays, Columns, Golden uh, Golden Axe, and Echo the Dolphin. There are also some third-party titles, including Castlevania Bloodlines and Contra Hardcore. Hard Corps. Hardcore, I think. Yeah, it's Core. Uh, C-O-R-P-S, not C-O-R-E. Genesis Mini also includes the less heralded but no less important Sega titles like the Mickey Mouse Adventure Castle of Illusion and its sequel, alongside ambitious oddities like the fantasy adventure game Beyond Oasis, which is yet another amazing uh, Yuzo Koshiro soundtrack. So this is one that has piqued my interest for a while because I grew up on the Sega Genesis, except we had a... um, a handheld version of it called the Sega Nomad, but you could plug it into the... T- it was, like, low-key, kind of like the Switch, where it had, like, audio-video out, so you could plug it to the TV, and you'd be able to play it on the TV and use the Sega Nomad as a controller. Oh, that's cute. I didn't realize that that was a thing. Yeah, it was super cool. So, it's kind of a less popular... It was, it was less popular at the time, but that's what I had, so I was able to uh, play on both, you know, little handheld screen and you play real time like full Sega games and you'd be able to play uh, on the handheld and on the screen. And was it just so, like double A batteries? Yeah, so it had a battery pack. You can get like a rechargeable one or you mm-hmm. could get um double one that was charged by or run by like, I don't know, six double A batteries. Oh that's crazy. Yeah. Interesting. So this is uh this is really cool and I'm glad this is reviewing well because I've saw I've seen a lot of good things about this. I don't think I'm going to play, pay $80 for this one. I'll wait till this one goes on sale. Um, but this is just another one that adds to the crazy lineup for this week. Um, but yeah, the this, the PS1 Classic is a disaster. I got one for $20, and yeah, that's probably what it's worth. And I haven't even opened it because... Do I really want to play Siphon Filter? Maybe I play Siphon Filter. Do you, though? Do you want to play T- Twisted Metal or Metal Gear Solid or Final Fantasy VII or Grand Theft Auto 1? You know what you could also do? Just download an emulator and connect your PS4 controller to your computer with Bluetooth. You could <laughs> do that. Them that way. It's illegal. The, mi- but- the mini the mini consoles are cool though. I like the mini consoles. And for twenty bucks, having the little PlayStation controllers and everything is cool. I guess. I would like to see I mean, I wish one of these people would come out or one of these people, one of these companies would come out with a one that you can like get more games on, so Yeah, like one that know. has like a capability to update or something. Yeah. Or, like, have them push new games to it every so often. That'd be really cool. Because, I mean, there are... Sonic the Hedgehog 3 not being on Sega Genesis Mini is shocking. And I'm sure that someone will hack it and, you know, yeah. they'll be able to add games soon. But still, it's just... I don't know, strange. But, anyways, it looks like there's a lot of good games on here, so that's cool. Yeah. Maybe maybe if it's on sale, I'll grab one. I, I'm sure uh, it won't. I feel like... Well, maybe it will. I don't know. It I will. Like it hasn't For the holidays, it will. Much. I don't know. Like I haven't heard about it until just now. Really? Oh, yeah. it's been it's been out there. The problem with Sega is that they've had a very muddy um, host of classic consoles because they are the kind of company that go through and they uh, I don't know. They like gave the rights to make one to some like shitty company and then they handled like the emulation of the ROMs and everything. It just wasn't good. And that one's also $80. So one time I actually tried to pre-order it on GameStop a this while ago. Recently or? Say it again? When did they come out with that? I don't remember. Oh, it was a while ago. Hmm. And I tried to pre-order it and I accidentally pre-ordered, or actually, I actually accidentally ordered the older one and it's just, you could just see it's just very shitty looking and hmm. apparently not very good, so. Yeah, no, The Verge in the review was very lovingly talking about how it's like, I don't know. It, there's a lot of attention to detail on the actual thing, like the disc 
or the cover thing opens up for, like for no reason and there's like switches and like a volume dial that was in the original console that doesn't do anything um but it's like there you can like remove a thing on the bottom for like i don't know there's like an expansion port or something but like obviously it's not functional but like it all really is like the exact same console like it's not just like a a plastic shell so these are definitely games that i would that i would actually play because i grew up on most of these games earthworm gym Castle of Illusion, World of Illusion. World of Illusion, I used to play so much World of Illusion that's just the sequel to Castle of Illusion. Mm. But it has, like, it's a two-player game, so you can play as Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck. That game was so goddamn fun. I used to play with my cousin all the time. I never um, I never owned a Sega console. Oh, man, I didn't realize World of Illusion was on there. Um, Mega Man, The Wily Wars, Sonic Spinball, Vector Man... I haven't really played those. Dynamite Heady sounds familiar. Yeah, I don't know. I only recognize, like, Sonic, to be totally honest, and Contra. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool stuff. So, anyways, Contra, yes. Um. Okay. Well, on that note, what else we got here? Uh, but, yeah, so I was talking about the stacked... Uh, the stacked slate of stuff going on to uh, this week. So, Link's Awakening is coming out this week. A bunch of new amiibo are coming out this week, and the Nintendo Switch Lite is coming out this week. Please don't buy and a Nintendo Switch Lite. You do not need it. No, I don't need it. I'm not getting it. Like, if you didn't already own a Switch, then sure, yes, because you only play in handheld mode. But, like, you literally already have a Switch. There's zero reason for you yeah. to buy it. Yeah, I... Uh, oh, here we go. There's a Nintendo Switch Lite review. Uh, nope. Never mind. It's not here. <laughs> I, uh, I, search, I search that and then Gadget comes up with Nintendo Switch Lite review and then you click on it and it says there's no review yet. <laughs> Clickbait. Fake gel. Oh, interesting. Reviews. Is, uh, oh, hello, Eric Francisco. Anyways, um, I stumbled upon inverse here. Nintendo Switch Lite can never be a replacement for the original. Reviews are pouring in. Though it sacrifices key features. Oh my god, Eric, you spelled features wrong. <laughs> For those unaware, we went to college with Eric. Um, yeah, Eric, it's it's from August 27th, so it's old news now. Anyways, we'll wait until uh, reviews start to come in. It seems like there's a lot of uh, impressions, but there's no real review. Yeah, switch light hands-on. Uh, new iPhones are also announced this week. With their tripophobia camera sensors? Yeah. Yeah, Very exciting. a bit wild. All right, so I guess so, we're going to end on some sad news. Or maybe it's sad. Maybe it's not sad. Who knows? GameStop is also dying in addition to MoviePass. Um, this one comes from IGN. GameStop's tough year continues as the company uh, announced plans to close between 180 and 200 underperforming stores by the end of the fiscal year. Uh, in a recent earnings call, GameStop CFO Jim Bell reported further losses for the uh, struggling video game retailer. Sales were down 14.3% year over year. And the company's posted a net loss of $415 million in its Q2 earnings report. Um, as part of GameStop's turnaround plan, the company will close up to 200 stores globally. Uh, Bell noted that 95% of the company's 5,700 stores worldwide are profitable. And that underperformance is not the sole metric the company is looking at when determining store, uh, store closures. So, um, I mean, we've talked at length about how they're kind of re-evaluating and turning into more of like a lounge space for gamers to hang out and like a place to host tournaments kind of stepping in or encroaching on those kind of like uh mon pa run video game shops that have seemed to have sprung up um but i don't know we'll see if it actually works who knows i'm glad that they're Every, actually trying though to adapt as opposed to just letting things die everything is fine is it the way of blockbuster it's coming I, I, they're gonna they're gonna go under it's probably going to take another year or so for them to really die, but I think they're going to die a very slow and painful death. I think if they're strategic about it, it's possible that they could stick around, kind of like how Barnes & Noble has stuck around in the age of Amazon. Um, Barnes & Noble's done a pretty good job of sticking around. I don't know how they've done it, but... They've turned their places into into like almost like libraries, um, at the sake of libraries, unfortunately, where libraries are like the last public space that you don't have to go and you're expected to spend money um but barnes and noble like welcomes people to come in and just sit and read and sip on coffee and there's no obligation necessarily to buy anything no one really hounds you i think that's how they've survived because um i don't know people 
obviously when like everyone's going in there feel welcomed and they're not obligated to buy anything some people will buy stuff because of that lack of pressure so i think that's what it is who knows i don't know we'll see but closing 180 to 200 stores that's that's a lot i mean out of 5,700 that's not too too many but it is i mean i don't know in manhattan alone there's like I don't know how many GameStop stores, but there's more than five, and there's no reason for there to be that many. Um, it's kind of like they open up a bunch of stores to be like Starbucks, where it's like there's a GameStop everywhere, but like there was no necessity for that, especially in the age of online, um, online shopping. Like you don't need a GameStop store in every single little uh, outlet mall or whatever or strip mall. No, you don't, and you don't need two in some cases. So there's some areas like I don't know. There's two stores or one right above the other, or you know. I don't know. Yeah, like EB Games and GameStop in the same mall. <laughs> Why? They're the same thing. Um, yeah, that's yeah. Where where are you, where is that that you're talking about? Where's what? EB Games and GameStop in the same mall. Did not Bridgewater have EB Games and GameStop in the same mall for like a few years? That was mad long ago. Yeah, I haven't been to Bridgewater in so long. I don't know, but like, I'm sure that other examples of that same thing exist in other places. Yeah, so King of Prussia had a GameStop directly above, like, it was one on the first floor, one on the second floor, directly above and below each other. That's like, even more ridiculous. Yeah. And it was like, okay, so... Yeah, well, one of them was probably an EB Games in the past, and that's Maybe. why. Yeah. So, anyways. I don't know. It's a mess. A disaster, in fact. It is. But, I don't know. I, for one, would like to see them rise from the ashes. I like an underdog, underdog story, but... First, oh, they have to fix their website. Their website is an absolute disaster. Their their new website is atrocious. Even it worse. Is, love that for them. It is so goddamn bad. Well, on that note, go to noclip.website and spend hours scrolling through your favorite video game levels. And we will leave you be as of now because we are running over time here. Um, this has been episode 59 of What the Fun Cast. Ooh, we're getting close to 60. And then 69, hey, you know what that means. Shut up, I hate you. <laughs> Anyways, catch y'all next week. Ahmed's deleted from the existence of humanity. What the one cast, coming up. <laughs> Truly. Oh my god, alright. Thank you all for Talk listening. Talk to y'all next week. We appreciate y'all. Talk to y'all next week. Farewell. Godspeed. Peace.